Well, why are we here today? It's not because it's Christmas. We're here today because it's the Lord's Day. That's why we're here today, because it's the Lord's Day. Now, that being said, it's not very often that Christmas or December 25th falls on the Lord's Day. In fact, the next time this will happen is 2033. It's 11 years away. So a special day just got more special and calls for something different. Calls for familiar truths, of course, but in a different package, a different wrapping, if you will, the package of poetry. Michelangelo worked on the Sistine Chapel ceiling for five years. I've worked on this poem that I'm about to read for five days. <laughs> so please keep that in mind. Now, justification for a sermon that is poetry is simply this, depending on who you read and who you believe, 15 to 33% of the Bible is poetry. Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Song of Solomon, much of Isaiah, many of the prophets, and of course, every song we sing is a poem put to music. So, this is my gift to you, my beloved church family, on this Christmas day. It's also my gift to the Lord on this 25th day of December, 2022. This poem flows from John's prologue. Shock, I know. <laughs> I've been absorbed in it for two or three weeks now. And it flows from the heart of the poet preacher. If you like it, you will wish there was more. If you don't like it, it will be over before you know it. The title of the poem is The Word Became Flesh. In the beginning came the refrain of a reality without pain, the logos of God alive and well, face to face, but who can tell the mysteries of such distinction? With God, yet God, before time and space, a seamless existence, no need for grace, sharing love and glory beyond description, never apart but with distinction, and then came creation. Of all things through the word of God, including our Father made from sod, God spoke the word and light came first. For six straight days his power did burst, but not one speck apart from this agent. Catalyst of life, the original light, animates the pair and shines so bright lending life and light to all, both great and small, a world without sin for a moment. But the chosen darkness fell the guilty pair, bringing ruin, misery, then despair. So war began with God's foe, now that father was spoiled head to toe, yet the light shines indomitable. Centuries passed with promises made, still no one made the grade. Then on the stage burst a man of brawn. Are you Messiah? I'm not, said John. I must fade before this blinding light. Behold the man without dark threads, battle ready, his war lies ahead. The creator's agent piercing the darkness past layers of ironic starkness like rejection from his next of kin in olive skin. But some could see and welcome the man into reborn hearts by God's plan. 
not by lineage, human power, or decision, monergistic regeneration, if you want precision. So came a ruler at night to the light only to hear, you must be born again. And so was born the word made flesh. The grand miracle, God and man did mesh. And like the traveling tent of old, God lived among us as foretold. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. From eternity begotten, not made in time, personified grace and truth, God sublime. A desert voice rings out, he's before me, John would shout, because the word had no beginning. Pure goodness from this fount did flow, wave after wave of grace bestowed. Grace before and grace behind, grace beneath and grace above, rivers of grace, undeserved love would flow from this word wrapped in olive skin. So ponder the mediation. Two great samples since creation. Compare and contrast this stellar pair, a resplendent glory. You can't help but stare at these covenant mediators so close to God. But one leaves the other in the dust. This greater Moses we must trust. Grace and truth realized in Jesus. The word became flesh so he could save us. God's riches at Christ's expense. For as close as Moses was to God, he was a sinful man merely of sod and remains there now awaiting more grace coming down from the one who sees God's face. The only begotten son explains the mystery. So lower yourself before the two in one and become God's child through Christ the son, confessing full deity in bodily form smitten and risen, your shelter in storms of God's furious wrath, well deserved. The word became flesh, yet rejected with scorn, nailed to a tree, his flesh torn, the Lamb of God to altar bound, wrath absorbed. Now grace the sound echoing down the halls of time. So come ye weary, heavy laden, to the firstborn of the maiden, Trade in your idols of sin and vanity for God's cure for the insanity of this foolish world running from God, filling spiritual holes with putrid sod. When all you need belongs to Jesus, the word became flesh so he could save us. Will you bow with me in prayer? Indeed, our God, you did become flesh for the express purpose of saving that which is lost. Flesh torn, nailed to a cross, tortured and beaten so that we might be forgiven, received, adopted, justified, regenerated, sanctified, one day glorified, risen like our Savior. We think of the song, risen with healing in his wings, even now ready to heal, ready to forgive, ready to receive. The promise goes out even now to as many as received him. To them he gave the power to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name.
we believe in your name. We believe in your name, your character, your holiness, your power, your authority, your love. We confess today Jesus is Lord and we believe in your love. And we thank you that this grace that is over and beneath and before and behind and surrounds us will never leave us. We thank you that we can even say with David that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And before then, mercy and loving kindness will follow us all of our days. So we thank you for this indescribable gift of Christ. We thank you that we can worship him in spirit and truth because of the new heart you've given us. We pray even today, even now, Lord, that you would be so kind and so gracious to give someone here in this place a new heart. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, there's another... I shouldn't say another. There's a great hymn, <laughs> a great poem. It's called Heart the Herald Angels Sing. It's my, uh, probably my favorite Christmas hymn of all. And what I want to do is uh, go ahead and get the words up. I want to I read through the words of this poem before we sing it because I want us to really, really ponder the words of this, this uh, poem, this hymn. It too flows from John chapter 1 and also Luke chapter 2 written by Charles Wesley, of course. So I'm just going to read it, follow along, and then we'll stand and sing it, and then we'll sing a closing song, and we'll be on our way. So Charles Wesley wrote uh, some hundred and plus years ago, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King, Peace on Earth and Mercy Mild, God and Sinners Reconciled. Go ahead. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord, late in time behold him come, offspring of the virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh, this is the line of all lines right here, isn't it? Isn't this one of the greatest lines of all hymnology? Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, Hell, the incarnate deity. Pleased as man with men to dwell, Jesus, our Emmanuel, our God with us. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. See the weaving together here of John 1 and Luke 2 is incredible. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Christmas means nothing without Good Friday and Easter. Risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. Y'all stand up with us and we're going to sing this and uh, sing it like you believe it. <laughs>